And it is actually nerve wracking to begin with, but then quite thrilling seeing your Bitcoins move from say a mobile wallet to a cold storage device. Um, and a cold storage device is one of those long-term solutions of keeping your Bitcoins um, offline. Um, so there is still a large misunderstanding that Bitcoin gets hacked. Well, it's not Bitcoin itself that's getting hacked. It's the websites holding your Bitcoins that are getting hacked. So this is the equivalent of, you know, if an ATM gets robbed, people get mad at the currency um, or blame the currency. So still a misconception there about um, the Bitcoin blockchain. The Bitcoin blockchain doesn't get hacked. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon, and I have Faris with me as well. Today is the seventh episode and final episode in our series, Bitcoin Begins. So in our last episode, we looked at Bitcoin myths and FUD. So I'll link that in the description of the notes. So check that out before you uh, listen or watch this one. And today we're going to look at beyond, sorry, after Bitcoin. So I'll start by asking Faris, let's say someone listening to this or perhaps watching this on YouTube, they've gone through the whole series and they're like, all right, I'm ready to buy Bitcoin. What do I do? Yeah, so this obviously is the question that we tend to get once we've um, educated people about Bitcoin. And um, I use that word um, specifically because it is an educational journey learning about Bitcoin. Um, and as you would have heard from these series, you have to learn a lot about our financial system, our economic system, so you can actually appreciate the virtues of Bitcoin. But how do you buy it? And this is a very stressful, can be a very stressful thing, but... Um, this is where you know we do our business and we come and help people and show them how to buy Bitcoin securely and how to keep them safe. So first of all, there's two areas. First one, buying Bitcoin. How do you go about doing it? There are several websites that you can go to where you do need to, in essence, um, like setting up a bank account, you'll need to provide proof of ID, proof of residence. So the first thing you want to take into account here is your taxation status. So what resident, um, what country you're a resident of. And if you're buying and selling Bitcoin, you need to keep track of um, your profits and your losses. And in essence, you know, you want to know, am I going to have to declare this at on tax or what kind of tax is involved? So that that's one aspect is your um, um country of residence and taxation. The other thing as well is um, don't leave your private keys on the exchange. So first thing you want to do is figure out a, how many Bitcoins are you buying? Um, what's the dollar value? You know, we don't recommend you buy large amounts all at once. Um, we recommend that you do look at different exchanges, you spread them across. And if it is a long-term position that you're planning on holding, get your private keys off the exchange, which is something we'll talk about next. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of things to consider and it does come down to a, um, your country of citizenship. Are you planning on holding on to these Bitcoins long-term, um, where, you know, 
you might be a resident of America now, and then you might move to a country that is a Bitcoin tax haven where you can sell your Bitcoins and not have to pay tax on them there. That's things that are happening at the moment. Um, how long you plan on hoarding your Bitcoins for? Um, are you planning any estates where you want to pass on your Bitcoins to your next of kin? Um, so yeah, a lot of things to consider. Um, and that's just even before you get on the computer and start buying them. When you start buying your Bitcoins, then yeah, you want to look at the proper exchanges and such. All right. So someone's got their fingers on the keyboard. They're ready to go. They're, they're on the Google Chrome or they're on the web browser. Where do they go? What, do you have any specific information? So we do keep um, track on coincoms.com. We, our subscribers, our clients basically do get recommended exchanges. Um, and because this is uh, an evergreen video, as we say, I probably don't want to give the exchanges now because an exchange we'd recommend today, we might not recommend in the future. Um, so do go to um, bitcoinbasicspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. We'll have all our links here below and you'll actually know what exchanges we are recommending and why we're recommending them. That was a softball question. Yes. So <laughs> head along to our YouTube channel. Faris and I have done plenty of episodes on exchanges. And as Faris said, that information becomes obsolete very, very quickly. So subscribe to us on coincompass.com. We've got a newsletter, our YouTube podcast as well. And uh, I'll link a couple of episodes to exchanges and wallets in the description of the show notes. Um, I couldn't agree more with Faris, so uh, there's no point uh, going over all that stuff again. And I've probably changed my idea about Bitcoin and how to get it and all that sort of stuff in the last year or two. I think in the past I was like, no, you need to read 10 books on uh, money and economy, you know, Austrian economics. You have to take a master's of computer science and learn about advanced cryptography. But I think now I'm, I'm basically of the opinion of just buy a small amount. So uh, if you're after specifics, we'll link them in the show notes. But buy a small amount and play with it. I think that's probably the best uh, advice, at least what I think. Yes, Ferris? Sorry, Gordon, when you say play with it, can you be a bit more descriptive there? Absolutely. So if you're talking about buying, let's say $50. Okay, let's make it small, $20. Buy $20 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, again, have a look at our show notes for episodes on that and move it, for example, from the exchange, move it into a mobile wallet. You can download a mobile wallet and yeah, okay, I don't mean play, play, but literally just move it around. So from the exchange to your wallet, from your wallet to say a friend's wallet or from your mobile wallet to another wallet, back to the exchange. Now there are fees involved in that. So you might not want to move it too much because then you're going to eat away at your uh, Bitcoin, but for $20, I think that's a really good first step because you're not going to be nervous about moving it too much. Um, so when I say play of it, yeah, um, do all that stuff, learn about the basics, learn by doing essentially. You can also join our plug for us, our webinar. We have webinars every month or so, coincompass.com slash webinar. So you'll learn all about buying Bitcoin, wallets, and more importantly, how to keep your Bitcoin safe. So I would say step one, buy a small amount of Bitcoin. Don't buy a lot. Uh, play with it maybe is the wrong word. Uh, use it. And um, then after that, I think it's just about accumulating Bitcoin. We have done a couple of episodes on what is called DCA. So Ferris mentioned accumulate, dollar cost averaging. And that means that you aren't worried about the highs and the lows, the big 
peaks and the big troughs of Bitcoin, you're not putting $10,000 in right at the wrong time of the market. So accumulate Bitcoin, you buy it every week or every month on the same day or the same, same week. And uh, that's what I would, I would suggest. Last but not least, Faris, once you've accumulated a significant amount of Bitcoin, so we're not talking $20 anymore, you've accumulated 1,000, 10,000, what should people be doing with that? Yeah, so first of all, I really do like your point of understanding Bitcoin and how it moves. And it is actually nerve-wracking to begin with, but then quite thrilling seeing your Bitcoins move from, say, a mobile wallet to a cold storage device. Um, and a cold storage device is one of those long-term solutions of keeping your Bitcoins um, offline. Um, so there is still a large misunderstanding that Bitcoin gets hacked. Well, it's not Bitcoin itself that's getting hacked. It's the websites holding your Bitcoins that are getting hacked. So this is the equivalent of, you know, if an ATM gets robbed, people get mad at the currency. Um, or blame the currency. So still a misconception there about um, the Bitcoin blockchain. The Bitcoin blockchain doesn't get hacked. Um, and cold storage wallets are one solution for long-term um, storage of your Bitcoins, secure storage. Um, that's that's one option, um, which we have spoken about in the past. And I mean, Gordon, this is, you know, where you get frothy at the mouse, you, you love going into cold storage solutions. So I was actually going to ask you that. What, what cold storage solutions are, are you recommending today? Yeah, so Ferris has mentioned uh, a few buzzwords or keywords there, private keys, wallets, cold storage. Again, not to be annoying, I will link episodes in the description of this video. Uh, the key word here is a word called custodianship. And custodianship and the, and the real power of Bitcoin, unlike a stock or unlike other assets, is you can actually own it. And if you own it, that means that you control it. So if you buy Bitcoin on exchange, you do not own that Bitcoin because you don't control it. So what we suggest is when you buy Bitcoin, whether it's a small amount or a large amount, is you move it into cold storage that Faris mentioned. That can be several things. That can be a combination of um, offline wallets. It could be a hardware wallet, sort of like these small USBs, or a combination of the two. And in another video, we've actually talked about um, multi-sig, multi-signature, which I won't go through. But that essentially means that you can sort of spread your risk in that if one wallet gets stolen or one wallet gets hacked, um, that doesn't mean you've lost your Bitcoins. You've spread that amongst three wallets or five wallets. So there are actually many different solutions. And once you accumulate a significant amount of Bitcoin, you really need to think about your strategy, your custodianship of that. How, how are you going to control your Bitcoin? And really controlling your Bitcoin is protecting your assets and uh, protecting those, what Ferris mentioned, private keys, the password to, to use your Bitcoin. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. And that's something that can be very frustrating for new users is that, um, or new people buying Bitcoin, it's hard enough buying it once you've decided to do so. It can be stressful, but figuring out the buzzwords. Um, and Gordon um, keeps in on tabs of this a lot. He loves just going down the tech side of Bitcoin. Um, and I do appreciate that very much. And we've, um, yeah, he's come up with some really good solutions, not just for storing your Bitcoins, but also say you're in an accident, um, you know, how, and you're in a coma, how are your next of kin going to even know you have Bitcoins, much less be able to access them. 
Um, can you trust your lawyer? How do you know if your lawyer is not just going to run, run away with them? So Gordon's come up with some really good solutions um, that I've enacted personally. Um, so these are things that again can change. So, you know, I know this is going to sound like we keep shamelessly plugging what we do, but if you're going to be spending thousands of dollars on Bitcoin, you know, spend 1% of that, just educating yourself to know how you can maintain this, um, asset class for a long-term period. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the last, last thing that I'd say about this and, and sort of to sum this up in a nutshell uh, it's really all about sort of levels. It's sort of like playing a it's like playing a video game where you sort of finish a level and then you go to the next level. That's sort of the same with Bitcoin. You buy a small amount, you use it, you play with it, you transfer it between exchange and wallet. But then you want to get to the next level. You want to buy a little bit more Bitcoin. So we're not talking $20, we're talking $2,000 or for some people more or less than that. And then you're sort of looking at a medium sort of level of uh, accumulation then you're going to look at hardware wallets and cold storage, but then you might want a little bit more than that. And then you're going to go to the next level. And that's when you really need custom solutions, risk, risk management solutions. And uh, that's where Faris uh, coin compass comes in. So if you uh, want to learn more about that coincompasscom slash contact. And uh, if you're just getting started, our YouTube channel coincompasscom slash YouTube. Last but not least, Faris, uh, thank you everyone for watching or listening to this series. BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com has all the resources you need. It has a link to the free PDF. It has a link to all our podcast. It also has links to other series that we've done on wallets, uh, multi-signature and uh, exchange reviews as well. So if you're looking for more resources, head there. And before I sign off, Ferris, any last thoughts or things you want to tell our audience before they go off and get stuck into Bitcoin? No, just an apology if, yeah, we don't give clear-cut answers. It's just the world of Bitcoin changes very, very quickly. And, um, yeah, that's why, you know, when we post this, new solutions can come out, new exchanges, wallets can come out. So um, do your research. If you don't have the time to do your research, um, that's what educators like us are around for. Absolutely. And, and let's say if someone's watching this and they already have a significant amount of Bitcoin, Faris, what, what should they do? They've already got Bitcoin. Well, you want to make sure that for one, your Bitcoins are not on the exchange. And this is a conversation we keep having is people say, oh, I bought Bitcoin. I'll ask them, where is it? What do you mean? I said, you bought Bitcoin from where? From a website. What did you do after that? I didn't do anything. So that's the number one thing is people think I bought Bitcoin and they just leave it where they purchased it. And I think the term you came up with, Gordon, is they're not, they haven't bought Bitcoin, they're renting it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely get off the exchange. And even those who are at maybe a higher level, so they've bought a significant amount of Bitcoin, but they've transferred, you know, $10,000 worth of Bitcoin onto one hardware wallet. Mm -hmm. uh, even that, you're not doing it right. You've got a single point of failure and you need to use, you sort of need to upgrade your little, level a bit and use things like multi-sig and custom uh, risk mitigation solutions. So uh, Bitcoin is fascinating because there are many rabbit holes. Once you sort of go down one, you find a whole new level. So uh, level up people by educating yourself, educating in your own investment. And um, yeah, last but not least, thanks for watching this series. We enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, we're easily accessible on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Basically, every single link is available from BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com. Do you want to sign off, Ferris? You sign off at the end. No, no, you're good, man. That's no, no, you sign off, man.
No, man, I don't, you just signed off. That was fine, dude. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.